I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Jump Time AFL podcast for round three, 2021. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who is not happy with the Swans Academy. It's Adam Rosenbachs. Yes, g'day Michael. What a fantastic weekend of football we just came out of. Um, unbelievable results. Teams that shouldn't have gotten up, that got up. Teams that are undefeated. We've got teams all over the shop. It's been great, but... The Sydney Swans, though, the talk of the weekend, they absolutely and utterly dismantled the two, the reigning premiers. The won greatest two in a row. team of all time. Took them to bits, mate. The greatest player of all time. Yeah, they took them apart, made them look pedestrian, made them look like they were uh, ammo's uh, sixth in F grade. Like, <laughs> they looked really fucking bad, Richmond. But... People have come out and said that, uh, you know, because I think they're going to get the first three rising stars of the first three rounds. So they had Braden Campbell and Errol Goulden, I believe, have already got two. Mm-hmm. And there was another guy on the weekend who I think might be Warner, who absolutely dominated and kicked a couple of goals. And they're saying he's going to get it. And I just say, the Swans Academy, it doesn't go far enough. No I way. don't think... No, I don't think that they have access to enough players. They should have access... To every person in New South Wales who's ever looked at a game of AFL. Anyone, if your name, if you know someone called Sydney, you're in the Swans Academy. If you have a dog called Buddy. In the Academy. In, in the Academy. I don't think it's far-reaching enough. I mean, there there could be players out there who might be, say you're on the uh, you're a border town. If you've ever swum in the Murray, mm-hmm. you're in the Swans Academy. I don't care if you live in Mildura. I don't care if you live in uh, Wodonga. You're a fucking Swans player. I was and Swans say. player for life. Even if you're in Coolangatta and you're a sort of, you know, your family spends a lot of time in New South Wales crossing the border, mm-hmm. Swans Academy. Perfect. I just think they don't have enough access to enough good strong players and I want them to ha- to be fielding a side of 22 Swans Academy players plus the extra one as the sub. And we've always been strong on this because we need to pump mm. up the Swans just by the fact, you know, for years and years and now we've been saying mm. that the AFL hates it when the Swans are doing well. They absolutely fucking hate it when the Swans are on top of the ladder playing in grand finals, winning flags. Yeah. Gil is ropeable when oh, the, mate, the Swans uh, are 3-0. Furious. Yeah, they, they, like when they made when they won the grand final in 2012, they the AFL asked them to pay back their cola. Yeah, <laughs> they said we've given you extra money, we want that fucking cash back. I mean, Andrew Demetrio nearly ran on the stage just to rip that cup <laughs> out of their hands. <laughs> he nearly he nearly um, gave a great spoil. He was that angry. Yeah. Hey, uh, how was the comedy festival been going, mate? You got more shows coming up. Yes, so I had a, I've had an absolutely fantastic run, uh, and so I thought, because it's so much fun and I'm really enjoying it, I've put on a couple of extra shows, so not this weekend, not round four, 
But for round five, so April 17th, Saturday, April 17th, and Sunday, April 18th at 5.30 and 4.45 respectively. Not an easy week to promote it because all the radio shows are on a break. So I can't even do the rounds of bloody your Triple M's and your and your Fox FM's and your Nova's and your Smooth FM and your Light FM. I can't do the rounds there because everyone's on a break for a couple of weeks. So I need junk timers to spread the gospel. Yeah, gotcha. Awesome, dude. And I saw the show on Sunday night and really enjoyed it. So congratulations. And I've been a loud critic of your work for nearly two <laughs> decades have. now. I was actually hey, trying I... to stop people from getting in. <laughs> I had a nine-year-old come to me. Have we spoken about this? No, uh, and when I... you ever start a story with, I had a nine-year-old. <laughs> I had a nine-year-old. this story. I had a nine-year-old come to the show on Saturday night. Yep. So. He had been at the Essendon St Kilda game, obviously mm-hmm. he was with his parents, and I, as I was standing backstage, I th- saw a smaller person walk through, and I thought that's either a very small little woman yep. or a slightly taller little boy, yep. and so I was like, ah, oh, this can't be good, because, you know, as you know, Michael, I have on occasion forgotten myself and sworn during... Uh, my comedy. And yeah. I, it, it's a one-off. It happens really, but I just saw yeah. it. You know, it could happen tonight. So anyway, this little fuckhead and his family sit in the front row. In the front row. They always get in the front row, don't they? Oh, they love it. Because everyone else is like, oh, we'll let the kids sit there. So I do my opening joke, which is an absolute fucking cracker and has not let me down for 10 of the 11 shows. Mm-hmm. And... It just kind of gets like a bit of a titter and I was like, oh, fucking everyone's worried about the kid. Yeah. Okay. So I just... I went to him and I was like, what's your name, mate? His name was Miles. Miles, if you're listening, uh, thanks for tuning in. I just said, what did you do today? And he's like, we went to the footy. And I said, and then what did mum and dad say? They said, we're going to see comedy. And I was like, what are you expecting? And he's like, not really sure. And I said, Miles, this is on your parents. I'm going to swear a lot. Yep. So just uh, let it, you know, let it wash over you. And hopefully it won't be too offensive. I feel like you can't change it just because there's a kid in the audience. Now, nine is a lot younger than normally coming to your shows, right? Yeah, you might get like a, uh, say, a 14 year old, and you're, yeah. you're a bit, like, people can kind of let that uh, fly. But I reckon people just feel bad for the kid. But I was like, and I said this, I was like, don't not laugh because he's here. I yeah, said, just yeah, forget yeah. it. I said, he won't even notice half the stuff I'm saying. Yeah, sure. sure. And I'm sure he's heard language before. I don't, I don't use the C word because that is uh, against God's will. Yeah, and gotcha, gotcha. I just yeah. did the show and it was kind of fine afterwards, although I do have a bit on um, Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina-scented candles. Whoa! You were going there, mate. Oh, mate, it's Fucking topical. no holds barred Rosenbachs. Yeah, you are yeah. holding up a mirror to <laughs> two vaginas. Yeah, exactly. And I said to him, how are you going with that, Miles? And he said, I'm confused. And yep. I said, that's much better than you understanding anything I just said. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, gotcha. I mean, cause, I mean, kids are these days are far more progressed on sex ed. And I'm not saying like, you know, I mean, heck, they, they, I mean, I suppose there would be nine-year-olds out there who've just typed the word porn into YouTube, into, into Google just to see what Absolutely. they get. Yeah. Absolutely. But I think they're more advanced on sex ed. Like, I mean, I went to a fucking, you know, <laughs> a backwards private school Yeah, yeah, yeah I was about yeah, to say yeah. An incredibly sexually repressed um, Catholic school <laughs> But having said that uh, That would, that would <laughs> actually, <laughs> Yeah, education repressed um, But uh, I, I, I can't remember what year we did or whatever And, you know, mum and yeah. dad probably told, took me through the birds and bees before that But, um, but yeah, I, I reckon by nine They'd actually Would probably be doing sex ed Or parents would have 
told them the birds and the bees. Had the chat, yeah. Anyway, he found out a lot. And if he if he took it on board, he's going to absolutely dominate the playground when he gets back to school in two weeks. Oh, mate, the anecdotes about Gwyneth Paltrow. He'd be walking around going, guys, type in goop.com. Yeah. You find some amazing $25,000 <laughs> handbags. Yeah. Um, I usually find if I've got a kid who's a bit younger, like, I can't remember how, I have never had a nine-year-old, I don't think, maybe a 12-year-old mm. or so. And yeah. I usually just have a chat to the parents before and say, look, you know, you, the more the more can come in. Although I, I usually try to, if that, you know, shows now have like maybe suggest an age limit, I usually put like 15 plus. Um, yeah, I, I'm, the, I'm the same, but it also it was too late to do that because he was already in and yeah, they sure, clearly sure. knew who I was. So they yeah, were just sure, like, sure. oh, well, we'll... Yeah. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll run the we'll run the gauntlet and we'll deal with the after effects later. Like when he when they say go to bed, mate, and he goes, I go fuck yourself, mum. Yeah, sure. And by the then way, then they they're paying that. Yeah, they're paying that price. I've seen your candles and. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> now your show is still going. You got another couple of days. I do so from Wednesday tomorrow. What's that? Wednesday the seventh, seventh through to Sunday. Uh, I then have to leave. Uh, Melbourne, yeah, actually, uh, to come back to Sydney for some work. So I um, will be uh, doing those shows. What's that? One, two, three, four, five. And go to the Comedy Festival website. Just type in Michael Chamberlain, comedyfestival.com.au, because my times jump around this a few this, a few this week. So I think there's like, oh, look at you, mate. say, a couple at 7 p.m., maybe a couple of 8.15. Um, so, yeah, so uh, clarify those times so you can come and see uh, some fucking awesome gear I've got, mate. Some awesome gear. Yeah, and don't forget, Junk Timers, if you if you do want to come see us, you there is the um, discount code if you type in uh, low dog as the uh, as the, the password mm. to get yourself a bit of a discount if you do want to come along and see our, our final shows for the comedy festival. And I have had a few junk timers through. Thank you very much for coming. It's very kind of you. Do you yeah, often, it's been great. Do you find this as well, Adam, that like they will often wear club colours of some type? Uh no, mine are probably classier than the ones that come and see you. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Okay, vagina candle man. I, I find that <laughs> I find that uh, I find that you can. They're usually easier to put, find out by the fact they're wearing a jumper. I mean, yeah. do you remember if maybe four years ago Hawthorne lost to the Suns, and a guy came to the show and he sat in the front row wearing a, a Suns jumper just to taunt yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, no, I fucking. Just, that's what we love. Quali- that's quality trolling. Quality trolling. Mate, la- last Sunday I think it was. I had two blokes come into the show. They'd been. They played footy. In I think a Chuka oh, on that's the Saturday. Right. These guys, yeah, yeah, on the Saturday night, and then they drove back that night in a like a the whole team drove back in a bus, and they said they got absolutely fucking pumped. So they're like, a, he said, our team's like fourths, and we went and played some really strong country team, got walloped in a practice match, drove back, drank all night, went out all night, went to see. Oh God, I'm trying to think who. I think it might have been the doggies in West Coast on the Sunday Arvo, mm-hmm. and then after all that drinking, decided it would be great to come into my show twenty minutes late, and weren't they a barrel of laughs? Cocker hoop, cocker hoop. They were cocker hoop. They were cocker hoop. You know when someone comes in late and you're like, "Hey, go, mate," and the guy goes. Just get on with it. Like, just shut me down. It can be that, yeah. Like, I often find, like, you see the door open, whatever, at a gig and something, and, and you go, hmm, do I need to catch them up on anything? And I kind of don't really. I can do a qu- couple of quick dot points, like, here's that, here's that, here's that, because yeah. we're going to need that for you back in the end of the show um, or other points of the show. But, yeah, I often find, because you're a bit of a crowd work guy too. Oh, mate, that's what I do. You yeah. know, what's your name? Where are you from? What yeah, do you do? Sure. You know, yeah. just that sort of stuff just comes off the top of my head, mate. I'm really fucking good at it, you know? Yeah, yeah, I don't really do crowd work. To pat out my shows, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm more like, a, hey, I fucking have stress about writing this for a fucking long time, so uh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to say it out loud. I don't want to talk to people. 
You should, mate. You should interact, Michael. You've got to be nicer to your, to your audience. I don't mean I don't want to talk to people, but I'm just like... No, no, no. We, we, know, we know what you meant, mate. We know. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to interact with my audience. You, the fucking... Why is it the trope of mm. stand-up and it's, hey, what's your name? What do you do? Why mm. do we go straight to what do you do? Like, um, like how does I, that I mean, define... Think, is that really the most defining feature of a person? Well, there's just more fun, I suppose, in that. But I don't. I always ask them how their day was. Oh, okay. I just know, oh, you want a I bit of a story? Get, yeah, I just want to know what they got up to. Because yeah. that can often lead to either, you know, they were at work or something else happened that might be a little bit more exciting. Because mm-hmm. I, you know, finding out jobs. I had a guy who was a food scientist the other night. And he was... It was there's a lot of laughs in the food science industry, let me tell you. No, no. And often, yeah. I actually had a friend who had tell me about a gig that they did uh, not too long ago. And they they kind of, they kind of, you know, w- was doing that, what do you do, trying to get a yeah. bit of something. Yeah. Um, but they were all like awesome people. They were like, oh, look, I help underprivileged children. Or like, you know. I, oh, uh, you don't want that. You know, like I'm a, I'm a, a lawyer for, a, you know, social justice or something. And he's like, yeah. Uh, you're. You're good, Blake. Yeah, I don't want honor. I don't want people with honor. I had uh, like someone who worked in the parking um, department at the council. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. Got some, mate. Geez, did I get some good laughs out of that? Anyway, you know what's great? Goals at the footy, Michael. And didn't we see a fucked? And not just at the North Melbourne game. There were goals all over the shop this weekend. The Coleman Medal race could actually be. 50 plus this year, if you can imagine that. That's actually a really good point. So Josh Bruce kicked 10, and off the top of my head, I really can't remember the last time a player kicked 10. I mean, my mind goes back to Buddy, and he's, what did he kick, 13? 13, but that was like back in like, I think 2013. Like, that was a long time ago. That was Hawthorne, wasn't it? Hawthorne v North, yeah. Yeah. So I remember <laughs> I remember Tom Lynch kicking eight for the Gold Coast against Carlton, not that long ago, like mm. obviously, you know, 2015 or 16. But yeah, bags of 10, they're fucking rare. You don't see them. They are very rare. Yeah, maybe we could have a bit of heat for the common this year because it does appear to uh, uh, seem to appear that scoring is already lifted a notch. And now, obviously, last year, shorter quarters and all the like. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it does seem to kind of like there are some there are some big wins this, this week. Um, yeah, there were. And some big surprising ones. But it just seems that... Um, because the ball movement is so fast that there's just more space, which, which I, again, when you look at Hawthorne and Geelong, who are two teams that like to play keepings off, that wasn't a shootout of a game. But, like, Essendon fucking moved the ball like you couldn't believe. Like, they, they had the goal, um, you know, the goal-kicking spread, but Harry Mackay from Carlton kicked seven. Tex kicked five or six on the weekend, so he's, mm-hmm. he's up there for the Coleman medal. And Josh Bruce bagging ten. I mean, North Melbourne are going to give up some big scores, I reckon. But, you know, Josh Bruce doing it alongside Aaron Norton and some other, you know, big dogs down there, it's not a bad effort. So at the middle on top, we have the Doggies and then we have the Swans and the AFL is furious about that. And then we have mm. the Ds, they're 3-0. So, you know, you can't complain about a 3-0 start after a bit of a, a devastating year last year. And especially with the Demons, they've got Ben Brown to come back and everyone's kind of saying that the opening up of the game is actually going to suit him. Yeah, okay, yeah, You know, because cool. he's, a, he's a leading lead-up forward. And so, you know, where North kind of went, oh, he's no good at what we need him to do, you know, in contested sort of marks, they go, well, you don't need that anymore because it's back to the fucking a marking forward. But no. they're also saying it's now got to teach defenders how to defend. And a lot of them, 
don't do it anymore. Because basically, if you're a good junior, right, you're not you're not playing down back. No. Really, you're you're either on the ball or you're you yeah. know kicking goals. Yeah. But because they ha- all, all played zones, they're kind of like they don't know how to do one on one. Like stand beside a man. Because they said if you look on the weekend, some they're all standing back shoulder because usually someone's in the hole in front. Oh, okay. So if you're if you're behind the forward, you're never going to be able to spoil it if you're running from behind all the time. That's funny. Idiots. So coaches now have to actually just teach players how to play football. Yeah, Thanks something again. like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because they can't all just run after and, you know, stand in a hole or, you know, guard space. They've actually got to be, you know what they've got to be, Michael? They've got to be accountable. Hey, uh, there was an interesting thing I saw during this week about the Giants. And once again, we mentioned the Swans. Uh, they were talking about maybe bringing in a housing allowance, okay, but oh. not not for players. Interestingly, not for players, okay, um, but for the staff, the coaches, because they say that we actually lose coaches and staff because they can't afford to get a place in Sydney, and therefore they have to gonna you know move to another town to get a cheaper deal. How, what what would you say the average? Wage of a coach would be well. That's a good 200? question. For staff, quarter of a mil for staff. I don't know, but for yeah, okay. I think for a first up senior coach, I reckon you'd have to be looking at about three or four. I reckon if, I think you'd have to be looking at four. Now I reckon up to going up to maybe like a Clarko. I reckon that would be about a million. I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so then assistants though, assistants still make good coin. Like you can walk away yeah, from one another like three or four hundred. Um, yes, I mean, exactly. They're not doing as well as us, but you can no. still walk away with a lot of money. In which case, like, I I know everyone wants a good. I, I reckon it would be harder if you compared if you were GWS or the Swans because if you're the Swans and you want to live close close to the ground, mm-hmm. that's eastern suburb Sydney, right? Yeah, that's going to be a lot more expensive than anything out west. Blacktown Way. Yeah, is that for right? Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Or you can like buy Rod Carter I mean, Studios is in the east, and that's I mean, very expensive. I mean, there are bargains going um, at that uh, tower at Homebush that started crack- <laughs> cracking up last year. The Opal Towers. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, you, can yeah. get, you can get one real cheap. Mate, you get the whole penthouse. <laughs> it's like 50 bucks a year. But I actually, I don't, I don't mind this idea that they maybe get a little bit of extra coin to kind of uh, keep coaches. But despite the fact also, I mean, it is a tricky life for the coach if you're Got yeah. a few kids. Um, totally. You've, you know, you're working in Perth one year, then you go, sheesh, I've got an Mate, offer from, you know, Adelaide. Do I take the kids out of school? Around, yeah. Assistants move around all the time. Like John Worsfold, amazingly, when he was coaching the Bombers, he was in Melbourne and his family was back in Perth. That is so, I know, understand why he did it, but so weird on everyone. Like, you know, he's got a FaceTime, his kids, mm. he's not there with his wife. Like, it's he's in a, he's got a shit job. The team's not going well and he's here by himself. He just comes home to another fucking sad dinner in front of the telly watching Footy Classified get stuck into him. Well, I think he actually might have just had an apartment that maybe his family would come over and stay in every now and then. But I think, yeah, yeah okay. he had a little home down here, which I reckon maybe even the club paid for. Um, You'd hope so. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, didn't, I didn't know that until I heard that or, interview like about a month ago. Or does it make it easy to run, you know, family on one side of the country, family on the other side of the country? Fuck, man. I was talking to a dude the other day, a comic. And, uh, <laughs> oh, and where's I, this one? Yes. No, somehow secret families came up and we just started laughing so hard just by the fact, like, can you imagine how hard it would be to have a secret family? Oh, my God. And I, whenever I hear it in the paper, I fucking love it. And by the way, I just said the paper. I don't read the paper. <laughs> <laughs> the age, the age, and granted they were hacked, but the age was 24 pages long. Like last week. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, when I hear a story about a secret family, I'm just like, oh, settle in for this. This is going to be one hell of an episode of uh, Mari Povich because I yeah. love a secret family. It's just too much effort, isn't it? Like, oh, you God. Know, so hard. Did I buy presents for them? What lie did I tell to that? You'd need like a spreadsheet yeah, of going, yeah, birthdays. this is what I've run on this one. Yeah, what have yeah. I told them? When you go, oh, I had a tough day at work today. And she's like, you just told me that. You're like, oh, it's so tough. I forget stuff sometimes. And you know, when I call you Shelly and your name's Zoe, it's yeah, just yeah. one of those things. It's my little, it's, it's Dutch for Shelly. And then your kids find out that you got like, you know, one of them, your eight-year-old, you got something from Sh- from Smiggle. And then yeah. the other secret family, <laughs> like eight-year-old, you found out that you got an iPod. <laughs> and you just go, what the fuck, Dad? Yeah. Fucking give me the shit gift. Yeah. Who still uses an iPod, Dad? Did I say iPod? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I meant iPad. Sorry. Mate, you're living in the past. I get it. It's okay. You're buying papers. You listen to your iPod. Uh, I mean, you should have actually a little tip for your extra couple of shows at the Comedy Festival. If you're oh, going to yeah. keep on getting young people in, get some smiggle, mm. mate. Get some smiggle. It's a mix between a smile and a giggle. Do you know that shop? Is this, I, I vaguely can see the logo. Um, what What is smiggle? Is it just like Fisher Paykel toys? Smiggle is kind of usually kind of fancy uh, child uh, stationery and, you know, books that you can kind of draw pictures in and do a maze yeah, right. and stickers and things that, you know, scratch and sniff. Like they're, they're you know, for like probably five to uh, 12. 18. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So get a bag of them. On the off chance. Go into a shop, random smiggle, yeah. and, <laughs> and, 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 and just go and walk through and buy like 100 items and then get to the checkout <laughs> yep. and then go... Oh, what's this for? And he's like, oh, you're, you're like, uh, a lot of nine-year-olds come and see me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Let me just push that red button and uh, alert the yeah. cops. Just sometimes late at night when I'm in the pub, nine-year-olds you know, just you know come in. when you're in a pub at like, you know, 9.45 a.m. and just yeah. like a nine-year-old walks up to you? Yeah. Happens all the time. Um, so what we're talking about, housing allowance. Um, but then also they got to take into consideration as well, like are the kids, if they're a bit older, like are they doing year 12, yeah. do you know? Do they need to, um, you know, take education concerns into um, consideration? Well, that's where you'd hope that like uh, your child is, see, that, that's where I reckon was it John Blakey and Nick Blakey. They had the perfect scenario. So John's working as an assistant coach at the Swans and then his son's in the academy. How fucking good a setup was that? Perfect, perfect. So that's where, if you're a half-decent parent, then you make sure that your child is a half-decent footballer, be they, you know, girl or boy. It's a, That's on you. If your kid isn't good enough to be in an academy, then maybe you shouldn't be an assistant coach. Maybe you're not good enough to coach football if your child isn't good enough to be in an academy. Well, maybe that's a new rule we should bring in. The mm. AFL should consider bringing in a new rule where you can only be a coach, senior coach, assistant coach, um, boot stutter. Yep. All the way down, mm. if your kid isn't also on an oh. AFL list of the same club. Do you reckon, yeah, do you reckon there's um, father-son boot stutters? Oh, dude, I reckon there would be generational boot stutters for sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 My dad so was a go, boot stutter, his dad was a boot stutter, I'm a boot <laughs> yeah. stutter. Yeah, I reckon yeah. that would happen for sure. Yeah, my, my grandpa saw 65 reviews, grand, uh, dad saw 143 reviews, and now I'm on my fifth review, it's just a great thing. <laughs> Um, we do love Collingwood losing a kick after the siren. How, I mean, what, there were three goals up during the last quarter. I'd actually written it off. But then just to come out of nowhere and also to have 
Can you imagine in a review? So it, it was kind of pointed out straight after the game that Scott Pendlebury was uh, pointing to Braden Sire, telling him to man up someone. I think it might have been Jared Lyons of the Brisbane Lions, saying get on him, get on him. I think he told him twice. And he hey, didn't hey do we it. should bring in another rule. Um, mm. You're allowed to play on the team if your surname yes. is the yeah. same as the club. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's another rule. Yeah. Oh, mate, if Jeff Eagle or um, <laughs> Warwick Crow got a game, yeah, that'd be fair enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so anyway, Pendles pointing. Yeah, so pointing. What do you reckon, like how hard do you reckon they would go straight after, then the review? How many times do you reckon you would have to hear about it if you fucked up like that? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. I mean, who the fuck does Pendle think he is? Uh, Brendan Goddard? Oh, no. Come on. Yeah. Out of line. Um, but then there was a fan who got a bit irate at the end. And he yeah. seemed to be yelling at the umpires as they walked off the field. Now, I, I, I didn't see the whole game, um, but uh, I don't know what the umpiring was like at the end. And I can, uh, I mean, it is obviously very rare for a Collingwood fan to get too agitated yes. at the football. But did you see the security guard, the way he kind of blocked him and moved Manhandled him, away? him. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he did a quite a good job. And he seemed to be like a kind of a young guy, not a big guy. Like, you couldn't say he was like, you know, a 150-kilo dude who, you know... Could, could look intimidating pretty quickly. Yeah. But he just kind of guided him away. Maybe it's on the fan as well that he kind of, you know, said his piece. Well, I mean, he, he it was a rather incoherent sentence. And <laughs> <laughs> but also, too, are you that worried about some bloke, some uh, slightly unfit bloke in tracksuit pants going off his head? You're like, I reckon I've got this yeah. bloke. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, if he's if he's fucking loses his bottle that quickly, you go, oh, I reckon I'll be all right. Yeah, I think I'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, I feel like if his family are here, they probably already yeah. also don't like him, and therefore yes. going to drag him away as well. What do, what happens if the if the security guard's not there? Because he was behind sort of the plexiglass mm. of the benches where the umpires walk through. What's he going to do? Like, what are you going to do, pal? You're not you're not jumping the fence. You're going to bang on the glass like a fuckwit. You've just made a fool of yourself is what you've done. Has anyone really... I don't know if... Has this ever happened in the AFL-VFL? I can't remember anything like this. But has anyone kind of tried to whack an umpire or gone on the field to kind of yell at an umpire? There's been obviously a lot of booing. And a lot of, there was um, Flogman, obviously, years ago. Yeah, yeah. Flogman no, was fantastic. Oh. Fuck, not that I can remember every access in the arena because it's such a big deal. And there used to be like cops around the arena before there were security guards. But what yeah. do I love? You know what? You know what? Local footy, when oh, dude. they would always they'd always have the umpires escort. And you go, if there are two blokes who wanted to be anywhere less than looking after the fuckwit umpires yeah, on their yeah. way back to the car park after a game, what are they going to do? They're going to like all their mates have been drinking on the hill all afternoon. They're going to be like, fellas, I'm looking after this umpire, mate, because. His decision is the final decision. I'll, t- I'll tell a story in a second, but question without notice. I'm sorry, Ooh. but um, uh-huh. do you think umpires would get an escort to their car after the game? Now, a lot of them would be underground now at the modern stadiums. But even yeah, so I, I like would say I would say modern stadium no, because they would be parking in a special area that I mm. imagine general public can't access. Mm. But I would say back in the day, at Victoria Park. Yeah, if I was an umpire, you fucking hell. Yeah, you wouldn't want to leave your car there. You wouldn't. You definitely because the social club was still kicking on. Mm-hmm. So people hung around at the ground. They probably had like um. It was probably the most well lit up car 
in the whole ground so that everyone knew where it was. But then also, I mean, you say you don't, don't drive your car, but then also you're going to catch the train home after the game while you're still wearing your white shorts, your white shirt, <laughs> with a, a whistle on yeah. your finger. With your whistle, yeah, People yeah. are going like, wait a second, I know you. Yeah, yeah. yeah but then you just like, <laughs> five metres, step away, step away, and they move back. People are very respectful Stand, of stand, stand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 50, so then you're on another carriage, can't do anything. I think I told this story. Um, uh, I think I've told this story before, but back in uh, when I played at St Mary's and D Four Amateurs, best first year player in nineteen ninety nine. Don't want to talk about it. No big deal. But mm. our president of our club would umpire the reserves before the ma- the seniors game. Okay. And you, we'd get there and watch the twos, and then um, probably at half time of the twos go in to get ready for the our game. Yep. But Laurie, lovely guy, fantastic bloke, wonderful guy. We would fucking scream at him for every bad decision. <laughs> like, we would be on the boundary just going, come on, Laurie, you've been fucking doing it all day. And that was our friend. Like, that was the yeah. man who was helping keep the club afloat, you know? And how fair do you, do you reckon? I reckon a bloke like that would probably be more in favour of the opposition. So it didn't look like he was being overly biased yeah, to your yeah. team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could be I, one of those guys that overcompensate. Because, I mean, I didn't hear any other tales about a president of a club umpiring against other teams. Oh, also, too, if I am in the other team, I'm saying you're not letting that uh, president umpire. Like, I don't think I would love Jeff Kennett no, to no, umpire no. a game against uh, the Blues. That's a really good point. I remember yeah. playing a really good game one day. I mean, yeah, one day. Every so many, day. yeah, exactly. And the umpire for the other team, like, well, you know, he was the assigned umpire from the other team. Yeah. He'd go in, he went into the centre of the ground and he was like uh, to the other team going, so boys, where are we going at tonight? <laughs> <laughs> and he was fucking appalling. And I gave, him a, I gave him a bake at one stage. And I actually had played well, so th- uh, this is not true. But he was like, yeah. he's like mate, you haven't had a, had a kick all day. Get a, get a fucking kick. And I was like, ooh, I want to kick this ball into your fucking head right now. <laughs> and it was a wet day too, so it would really hurt. That's fucking hilarious. You got to give him some stick back from the umpire. Oh, dude, yeah. But they said they would do that back in the day. They'd complain and they'd, the ump would go, you know, mate, you've had a shit one. Get a kick. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Mm. But then they talk about the one umpire games where they'd get so far behind the game that they'd just mm. blow the whistle and they'd give a free kick just to, <laughs> just to catch up. Just to catch up. Mm. How could you... I mean, I know the ball didn't ping around like it did these days, but one umpire across the MCG... Dude. Yeah. That bloke would be fucking cooked. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And there was only one umpire back in the day. It was Bill Della. From yeah, what I yeah, can gather, exactly. Just, yeah. Oh, no. Like, it was, it's a, I think it was it's a Jack Crouch or something as well. Like, there was, like, back in the day, it's a, it was just seemed to be just the one umpire at every game. Yeah. They'd have to stop. Uh, they'd have to wait at, uh, like, Junction Oval until he finished at the MCG and he'd drive across. Yeah, yeah. They had to, they had to uh, when, when the Swans started playing in Sydney... <laughs> um, he had to catch a flight <laughs> yeah. on a Saturday, and so yeah. and so they uh, they had to kind of had no umpire for the second half of the games uh, because he had to get to Sydney. But can you imagine that? Just how how many kilometres the old umpires would have run? Mm. And again, uh, not a full time job, so they do one game. Well, I suppose it was only the, the Saturday back then, mm-hmm. but you are covering everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're heroes. Hey, they're um, heroes. new NAB mini legends, man. Yeah, I've only seen a couple bowl through. We've got um, Sabrina Fredericks from the Tigers. Mm-hmm. Who else is there? Uh, we've got Zach Tui, Mitch Robinson. 
um, uh-huh, St- uh-huh. Stevie Lee uh, Thompson from Adelaide, um, yep. AFLW, uh, Bailey Smith. I'm sorry to do this, but question with that notice. Yeah. Do you think the players get paid because they have a mini NAB legend? Oh, fuck. Uh, you would hope so because it's using your image to... Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the player, you've got to protect, you got to protect the image. You've got to protect the, uh, the copyright. You've got to p- protect the brand, mate. Do you think they... Protect the head. Like, the f- protect the face. Do you reckon there are players who have maybe... I'm going to presume they do get paid. And I'm going to yeah. presume you maybe have to give permission. Yeah, I would say you have to give permission at the very least. And so, do you think there are players out there who have said no? They go, no, I don't want the pressure of being a, a NAB mini legend. We're coming into coming into finals. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> I want to concentrate. I don't and I feel like. No, I, do you feel like they've gone early with the NAB mini legends this year? Like, does, isn't uh, you're usually around about a finals time or something? Yeah, I honestly can't remember when they normally bring them out. But yeah. no, so I reckon familiar, it's to kick off the season. But you're mainly familiar with the. Um, the lives of uh, nine-year-olds. So wouldn't you? That's true. He was wearing a bombers jumper. I don't know who he was supposed to be. He was supposed to be Nick Cox from the bombers. Mm-hmm. But, but no. Uh, to, to your question about people who have said no, I think if Dusty has said yes, then I think that is. Uh, I think if anyone's going to say no, it'd be Dusty. But they should have had his little legend in Vegas. Yeah, sure. Okay. You know, just <laughs> get, like being going behind a red rope in a nightclub and then that's it. You don't see him again for yeah, gotcha. 72 hours. <laughs> Popping a champagne bottle and just spraying it all yeah. over the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because it does seem to be, it does seem to be, as you pointed out earlier, uh, off air, it seems to be now that you need to be very recognisably tattooed or mulleted yes. or mustachioed. It yes. needs to something... Really read. Yeah, yeah. So we're encouraging all AFL players out there, if you do want to be a NAB mini legend, get that dollar dollar, then, you know, even if you're a clean skin, like immediately cover your entire body with tattoos. But also... Face tat. Like distinct... No one's got a face tat yet. Like distinctive ones. Like, I don't know, Mm. the the Trump family. Like Eric and Donald Jr. and Ivanka and the beautiful Melania. Like, and and there's a couple other kids, but we don't talk about them yeah. uh, but, and then so yeah I find it really fascinating like how they kind of go through the process of working out who it is um, but then also I mean are well, we, there, is there, has there been a little gill well that's the thing that's the thing why mm. can't we branch out further yeah, like I'm with you I feel like we're reaching almost the end of recognisable people immediately you know Particularly when you... I reckon you'll, you'll be surprised, mate. There have been, been new mullets and new tats and new, like, um, new looks. Like, because if you've got a long sleeve jumper, that's something they can market. Uh, that's you know, a good there's point. little yeah, things yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Socks up, socks down. Depends on how you wear. Big shorts, the Eddie Betts one. But you to know. branch out, Little Gill, I th- I'd love Little Gill. That'd be little awesome. Little Gill would be great. There'd be little an awesome Gil. ad for Little Gill um, mm. having the 18 coaches over for dinner. Just a little gill hosting. <laughs> Which is the real Clarko. Although we branch out into little little JB, little Derm behind the little mic. Little Derm? Yeah, little Why bro- not a little Derm? You know what? Oh, maybe that's where they'll go next time is mini retro legends. Ah, that's actually real. I think they did a Malcolm Blight a couple of years ago. I think you're right. Um, but yeah, then also, okay. what about like a um, mini JB? Mm. Um, mini Robbo. I mean, can a can an eight-year-old smoke on <laughs> commercial? Sh- shot in a TAB. <laughs> but they have to actually film it at 3 a.m. Like, they've got to yes. film it at 3 a.m. And yeah. you've got to be able to have a clock in the background to know that it's 3 a.m. <laughs> it's 3 a.m., yeah. They can't fake it. You've got to know. What about a mini BT doing mini roaming brying? Awesome. Uh, Love it. Yeah. Love it. 
And that's the one kid you can, you know, give a bit of a fucking clip to on the way through. A mini Anthony Hudson, but you just get the actual Anthony Hudson. Boyo! Yeah. Hua! Went yeah. there. Here's small. Here's small. <laughs> what about a mini Dwayne Russell who just says shit like, kicks it, rolls it, goes it. Yep, sure. Chaos ball. Shake and bake. We got a foot race. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually, that's a really good point, man. I reckon they actually will probably branch out into coaches in the next one. That's a really good idea. Actually, who's, a, who's a recognisable coach that you could see? Like uh, you could do, you could do a Chris Fagan because then you could old old age someone up. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Chris Scott's kind of got the slick back hair at the moment and the beard, so that's something recognisable that you could hang them on. You could have uh, a little Damien Hardwick with one partner, and then at the end of the ad, he's got a new partner. And then they have Mini David Noble, and everyone's just like. We have no fucking idea that is. We've got no fucking idea who that is. <laughs> is, that, is that accurate? Oh, I don't know. Hey, do you want to do some footballers in real life? Hit me, man. Hit me. Hey, I. Oh well, I had. A, uh, um, what would you call it? A um, uh, administrator person in real life at my show, Simon Lethlean. Yeah. Awesome. Came to see my show. No in, way. Uh, on the I think it was on the first weekend, so it might have been. Actually, no, it was a couple of days after we'd had Brad Scott, or maybe even the night after. Uh huh. So would they be buddies? Would he have said, hey, mate, check out this bloke. He's fucking ripper. Well, I mean, if it was Brad who said that, then he would have been talking about me or Titus. I don't really know what you're talking about. But, <laughs> but um, Lethus. So what's Lethus? So AFL office. Yeah, now he's a St. St. Kilda. Kilda. Yeah. And Brad went and to the AFL office, like, um, you know, only a couple of years ago. So, yeah. So I don't think that would I guess have I, I guess that probably would have crossed paths at some point. You know, but I, I was just saying, oh, thanks for coming along. You know, blah blah blah. Didn't say. Really hope you haven't listened to Junk Time <laughs> circa when you got asked to leave the <laughs> AFL. Just don't. If you want to dip back, don't dip back that far or Mate, dip right the, back. Mate, the that. first couple of years of fucking shit. Don't listen to them at all. <laughs> yeah, no, they're not worth it. Really, not just focus it. on um, yeah. uh, round one and round two, and don't listen to round three either of twenty twenty one. No, yeah. but it's, it's going to be awful. Yeah. Uh, from Alan. Hi, I'm a weekly listener of the cast. Uh, good. No, great stuff. Oh, thanks, Alan. Thank you. Uh, something for footballers in real life. I was in IKEA Adelaide today shopping for some furniture essentials. Uh, you know, a Frang Salg. Oh, yeah. Or a Nitzholt. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Now, would they be made up names or they would they be probably IKEA names? I'm not really that familiar with IKEA. Yeah. Uh, they, could, they could be either or, mate. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I buy all my stuff. On Gumtree. And <laughs> who should I spot drifting back into space in the soft furnishings area, but none other than Taylor Tex Walker. That's a big get for Adelaide. The man at the moment, That's yeah. That's a big fucking get. He was concentrating on the photo frames and in heated mm. discussion on his phone with someone who I presume to be the Crows forward coach about which frame would be the best for his Coleman <laughs> Medal Award this year. I actually thought as we were leading into this uh, sentence, it was Tex and he was in a heated conversation with maybe a partner, wife, yeah, um, yep, yep. just by the fact that's IKEA written all over it. Hey, uh, save it for the show, mate. Save it for the show. Um, I wish him all the best. Uh, by the way, I don't do fucking jokes about fucking IKEA fights. All right, um, I do. I've got this cracker about the Allen key, and there's always a spare part. And you know that funny bit where they don't, they would take Allen keys out of people's bags when they'd go through security post September 11. Because yeah. they'll frighten that you would dismantle the plane midair. It's good gear, man. There's a lot of dudes doing it's that good shit. Gear. Uh, I wish him all the best and encourage him to keep kicking the goals. 
Uh, except, of course, when the Crows played Melbourne, uh, when he put his cue back in the rack. Go Dees! Oh, okay, gotcha. So you're Adelaide fan. Uh, I'm sorry, mm. Dees fan, buddy in Adelaide. Um, oh, must love the Barossa. Little weekend away. <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> he looked in good Stinging. spirits. <laughs> Stinging attack. <laughs> he looked in good spirits and shape, uh, but had a bit of tape over his right eyebrow, a la Rocky Stallone. Um, oh, there you go. Uh, he's back in town, at least IKEA. Lovely. Good to see him out and about. Mate, he's he's on fire and you know what? He's probably, uh, last year he was like, I don't want to go to IKEA. Well, last year couldn't because of the pandemic. But even the year before he's like, I don't want to go to IKEA. I don't want to be seen. But now you kick a few bags and you're like, you're honey, around. Yeah. please, yeah, let yeah. me go to IKEA. Yeah, I'll spend that week and then I'm going to go to Bunnings after that. And then if there's a flower show on, I'm heading out. Yeah, mate, I've kicked a bag. I get a bonus. Yeah. I'm going to buy some cushions. Yeah. Um, now this one's from Simon, I believe. Now, this isn't a football in real life, but I, th- I think I do just, like this. I think it's really just a cut and paste as a dig at me, all right? And that's <laughs> all really fair. That's all funny games. Yeah. Go for your life, Simon. All good. Um, and it's an ad that must have been on, like, the MCC members' site, website. Yep. And it's a young members' croquet night. Absolutely. <laughs> what, what a fucking... Awesome. What a great night of really fucking down-to-earth, salt-of-the-earth kind of people. The young members' croquet, croquet night. It's a Talking about which property their parents are going to let them negatively gear first, which, uh, which, uh, uh, public, which private school is easily the worst. Oh, can you imagine the fucking conversations? What bottle of grains they're going to get for their 18th? It, uh, what was it like when you went? Uh, I, I I must say this is a new experience for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Join the MCC Young Members yeah. at their croquet night on Friday, April 16 at the... We haven't missed it. We haven't missed it, yeah. I'm not going to be in town. Oh, well, I'm not a young member, am I too? But, um, um, uh, non-members. Uh, yeah, okay, that's a good point, yeah. Uh, let mm. me read it out. Shut the fuck up. Okay. Uh, Friday, April 16 at the MCC Croquet Club in Hawthorne. Uh, now, now have, have you ever heard of this croquet club? You are a member of the MCC, obviously, but have you ever heard of the croquet club? I have not. Now, okay. obviously I'm... That's disappointing. Obviously I uh, I would be aware, like, this email doesn't come as a surprise that there's a croquet club, but yep. I only think back to like places like Lords and stuff like that. I think they have like croquet clubs, clubs and, you know, the English sure. kind of cricket ovals have... Similar things, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, so at the back. Yeah. I feel like I feel like Lords might even have croquet kind of in the in the bit next to the ground. I have a feeling that there's a croquet club. I could be wrong. At Windy Hill. Oh yeah, well they have got the bowling club. So yeah, so yeah. For, the, for the old timers who you know don't want to get too excited, um, um, you know they can they can have a bit of bowl and watch a bit of cr- and play a bit of croquet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was right. They do. Yeah. I checked it. So there you go. So anyone out there... That wouldn't be anywhere near as good as this fucking crap. Oh, mate, I may tell you what, the jackets are going to be amazing. Uh, And, oh, think of the cars in the the car park. Uh, (laughs) Fuck, we should go there. So it's (laughs) April 16th. Junk times, let's get there and just clean out those fucking Range Rovers. Absolutely. Bring a brick. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Tickets cost $35 for members and $40 for guests. Uh, And include dinner and croquet for the evening. So actually, it's not a bad deal. Dinner and croquet for 35 Like, you're probably not walking out of a restaurant. For less than 35 normally these days. Oh, and they're not fucking throwing croquet in, are they? 
No, no, absolutely not. And I get really angry at Nando's when I say uh, lemon and herb <laughs> and croquet. And they go, oh, <laughs> sorry, sir, we don't have croquet here. And I go, well, I'm leaving. <laughs> where's, your cro- where's your croquet feel? And you tell the king of Spain to fuck off. Uh, <laughs> bookings are now open and close 5 p.m. on Friday, on Monday, April 12th. So anyone who wants to get along to the uh, oh, mate. MCC you? Young Members at the fucking croquet night. Oh, my God. To actually write that fucking down in an email is fucking incredible. What? What? You want me to... You want me to write about a croquet night that we're having? Really? Mate, it's the, it's the MCC, mate. They, they were like, I can't believe that. Pa- this is what the pandemic took away from us, Michael. It's great to be able to have it back. We couldn't play croquet last year, and now, finally, finally, it's back. The only thing I can think about maybe at the MCC is that they have the cricket training area, which I think mm. Victoria do during the off-season. So I reckon you can maybe even turn that um, outdoor training um, pitch area into a bit of a croquet court. But this is in Hawthorne, so hmm. you've actually got an uh, actual field. Anyway, next month they're going to do uh, they're doing a function at the uh, Richmond Royal Tennis Facility. So <laughs> get your tickets there. I uh, just I can't wait for the coverage on Croquet Three Hundred and Sixty about this. From. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but but the host is smoking smoking a pipe and a cigar. <laughs> yeah, 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 and the and the the drunkard one has <laughs> yeah, just uh, yeah, he smells he's... he smells brandy, not yeah. scotch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, from Trev saw Stevie J at Raging Waters Water Park taking his kids around and around on the little kitty slides. Didn't realize how how big that dude was in person. There you go. Where's Raging Waters? We is where's Stevie J? He's at GWS now, isn't he? Uh, I feel like he. No, I feel like he's at the Swans. Oh, do, yes. No. Do you want to oh, look up Stevie hey. J and I'll look up Raging Waters? Yeah, okay, Stevie J. I thought I thought he was still with um, Gold Coast because was, he was one of the ones who um, tried to convince Jeremy Cameron to stick around. Yes, he's gone back to the Giants yeah, okay. as part of the revamped coaching panel. So, yeah, he, he remember they went to – didn't they go to Rockpool in Sydney – and they took um, Jeremy Cameron and his manager. And the boss of Channel 7 went there as well. Yes, yes. And so yeah, uh, Jeremy right. Cameron had like a lovely lunch, all paid for. Mm. I'll have another bottle of that, uh, thank you. Mm. And then 24 hours later he went, going to go to Geelong. Thanks for the lunch. I'm just looking for coaching reference right here. Um, after his retirement, joined the Swans as an assistant. So maybe maybe he hasn't jumped over the Giants to be coach. Mate, I just fucking said he's at the Giants. Now, how dare you oh, How did you find that out? I was looking at Wikipedia. Uh, it's uh, on the Giants website. It says Stevie J returns to the Giants September 23, 2020. Oh, okay. Um, and Raging You, you were looking for Raging Waters. I know, but that's another site I go to. Uh, Raging Waters <laughs> is... Uh, it's a uh, wet and wild... Um, yep. Just by the fact its previous name was Wet and Wild Sydney. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I don't know what happened to the Wet and Wild people. They kind of maybe kind of went it a bit money free, and then the Raging Waters people said, "Hey, we'll take it over." Yeah. Okay. Or else maybe it wasn't so like it's a out, part of it's. Maybe well, it wasn't part I, of I, the. I, I'm no. Well, I'm no corporate lawyer, but I'm going to say if you open a, a theme park called Wet and Wild, um, <laughs> the lawyers will come down pretty quickly on you. Oh, uh, my Disneyland one is going pretty well. 
Yeah. Uh, so it's out west. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Far west in Sydney. Yeah. Yeah. Be good to see Stevie, Stevie J out there with the kids. Dominating. Call me Norm, he'd say. Call me Norm. Hey, uh, we're going to hit the road. We're Junk Time Alpha Pod at Gmail, Twitter, Facebook, and the Gram. Don't forget our comedy festival shows. Michael's finishing this Sunday. I'm finishing up on the 17th and 18th of April. Go to trybooking.com or comedyfestival.com.au to grab your tickets. Go Blues. Go Blues. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.